Energy and frequency, two things that most of us seldom, if ever, discuss. And when we do, we're speaking in terms of energy with regards to work and frequency with regards to probably a radio and so forth. But energy and frequency are two things that would greatly benefit us to become better versed in. And tonight's episode is going to discuss why. Welcome to the Paradigm Lift Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Yee. This is episode 30. Let's talk frequency and energy, or energy and frequency. Now, getting right into it, energy. When was the last time you personally got in touch with your energy? The energy you're expressing, the frequency you're riding on, and the state that you're in. Very quickly, everything in the universe is composed of energy. That includes us, that includes your dogs, your sofa, your table, TV, everything. Everything in the universe is composed of energy. When we release energy, we do it by a mechanism of our thoughts and emotions. Now, whether or not you're someone who's in tune with your own energy, someone who practices uh, to consciously release a certain type of energy, to express a certain type of energy, we all know what it is. We've all been in the presence of what is destructive interference, where we can walk into a room and just not feel good. We can feel something is off. Sometimes we're in the presence of people and we could not know the person and that person is just going to send us a bad vibe. It could be someone we know who's maybe in a bad mood and we can read that without the person telling us anything, right? Animals, organisms, every other species in the animal kingdom, they all know this. Eric Thomas speaks frequently about the gazelle and the lion, right? When the gazelle and the lion see each other, there's an energy exchange between them that is very clear. The gazelle's going to run, and the lion's going to run as well. The gazelle's going to run away, the lion's going to run towards it. They don't have to be taught that. That energy in the field is something that they just both know. Now, where we humans have gotten lost a little bit is we have this thing called language. And... As great as language is, and it is something that's great and something that elevates our species, at the same time, it's taken us away from communicating in the field of energy. So, when we speak of the field of energy, there are multiple things around us that we can't see, touch, or feel. There's the electromagnetic field, there's gravity, there's all kinds of lights on the spectrum. Um, I forget the exact number, but there's a ridiculous amount of lights that are on the light spectrum, and our eyes are only tuned in to see like seven of them, the colors on the rainbow, basically. And there are literally hundreds of millions of different things on the light spectrum. So there are infinite things surrounding us all day, every day, that we're completely unaware of, x-ray, radiation, to name a few other things. And it's all energy. And energy is, is, is always moving. Um, 
some things are vibrating faster, some things are vibrating slower. So wood and ice, those are things that are vibrating slower, right? Science 101, water. When water's frozen, those molecules are slowed down. They don't stop, they're just slowed down compared to being in a liquid form. And then when they're heated up and they become steam and they evaporate, they're moving much faster. It's called oscillation. We have the same exact capabilities. So how do we how do we how do we get in touch with and express this? Well, our thought process is one thing. How we think elevates our consciousness, right? So in order to become more conscious of things in 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 our lives, we have to think in that way to elevate consciousness. Consciousness, consciousness only comes from, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, from labored thinking. And by doing that, we can elevate the frequency, you know, of our thoughts. But in order to, to match that, we have to put our bodies in a state to match the frequency. That's where our emotions come in, because emotions are the, uh, the, the communicative tool of the body, right? So we have to build congruence between the frequency and the vibrations. And a lot of times when we don't match our frequency with our state, the vibrations, we're incongruent and we always feel off when that happens. Um, a lot of times we don't even know that. Sometimes if it's off so much, we get, we'll get sick. That's, you know, not to be funny, but that's where the word disease comes from. It's dis-ease of the body. So one of the, the, the key elements to bringing that congruence into, uh, into play is meditation. Um, we can also write down specifically what our goals are in terms of our frequencies and stuff. Uh, I personally have worked diligently over the last few years to become a more optimistic and positive person because those are the frequencies that I want to get in touch with. And I'm, I'm still working on elevating uh, my state, my emotions, my vibrations to match that frequency from time to time. So it's easier for me with where I'm at and with what I'm trying to do to generate the frequency than it is for me to get the state to match the frequency. So, for instance, when I'm dealing with a moment where I'm having a, a, challenging, a challenging moment where some external stimulus is putting me in a certain emotional state, I can think at a higher frequency, but it takes me a minute to generate the emotions to put myself in that state because I'm more responding to whatever the stimulus is. And we all have that. You know, our, our vibrations, so to speak, or our states were something that we're more in tune with because that's what we've done and that's how we've communicated with each other over the last two and a half million years of our evolution. Remember, thinking is only something that's around ten to 12,000 years old. And even though uh, 
that sounds like a long time, a lot of us still primarily operate off of our vibrations. And in some, in some instances, that's good. You know, so a mother who protects their young, there's nothing uh, thought-related to that. That is completely a vibrational state, right? That, that, that's something that's just going to be done. Biological imperative kicks in. But when someone cuts you off on the road, you don't want to go into the state, the emotional state that a lot of people go into, and you don't want to tap into biological imperative in that instance because it's not going to be productive. And that's where you want to think at a higher frequency and you want to bring your state down to match that frequency. And that's the struggle with a lot of us in a lot of areas in our lives. I know uh, myself in particular, that's you know one of my struggles. And when we do find that place, and we've all experienced this before, where we're at a certain frequency and the state matches that frequency, our vibrations are matching that frequency, we feel like we can do no wrong and we're walking on air. It's like the sweet spot. If you've ever swung a golf club and you've hit that ball just right and it goes straight as an arrow for like 300 yards, that is like the best feeling ever. Or if you're in a batting cage and you swing at the ball and the ball just hits the sweet part of the bat and just goes 300 feet, you know what that feeling is. And when you've had an experience in your life or an exchange with a person or where you're developing something or you're working on something or you're doing something and everything just falls into place, that is that sweet spot. Now, the problem most of us have is we don't consciously work on getting to that sweet spot. There are people out there, I believe it, I'm working towards it, that are able to replicate these sweet spots with the frequency and the vibration. And it is something that's doable. I've found that since I've become conscious and aware of, of this dynamic, that I have experienced it more often than I have in the past. I mean, I want to get to a place where I'm living in that sweet spot. And I think a lot of us want to, where we're elevated thinking, higher frequencies, and we're bringing our emotional states, our vibrations to match that frequency. That's that place where we're tapping into our unstoppable, right? And that's that place where love and joy and happiness and creativity is all flowing. And like I said, you're walking on there. You can't be stopped. Two things we need to be aware of that are very real with regards to frequency and vibrations. Because there are so many things that are unseen that impact us, we have to start working on our feelings when we feel those things. I know I'll get some blowback from some people with respect to this, but we have to be very conscious of our environments, our situations, and our experiences. And this includes people. People are some of the most influential stimuluses we're going to encounter on our frequencies and our vibrations. Right? 
And it's through no fault of their own. No one wants to live in that space where they're bringing down frequencies and they're slowing down vibrations. But there are people that just, that's just who they are. And I know people that are like this. I'm sure you know people that are like this. I personally just do what I can to keep them at arm's length. I will avoid them more often than not. I will limit conversations and interactions with them because that dampening affects my frequency and my vibrations. Now, maybe I'll get to a place one day where it doesn't, but the reality is is we're still all human. We still all bounce off these frequencies and vibrations that other people generate. And it is it is hard. It's challenging to be optimistic and positive when someone is just so negative and someone's so pessimistic and so cynical and so judgmental. And, you know, it's got nothing to do with you. It's just how that person has been conditioned and it's how that person usually feels about themselves. And it's just the projection more than anything else. But your frequency and your vibrational state are two important things to really just try to get in touch with and develop and work on and understand that they're both mechanisms of growth. We always have a say as to how we're going to respond to a particular situation or circumstance. We may have limited control of certain random situations and circumstances, but we always have a say as to our frequency and our vibration in that specific instance. And if you're someone who has people depending on you, whether in your family, in your career, in your profession, you have to take the position of being that leader and seeing those things in your mind's eye before they happen. Because people are going to feed off of that. The great leaders in the history of civilization have always been people that have been able to generate higher frequencies and elevated vibrational states because people feed off of that. People draw off of that. And that's what's inspiring and motivating about these people. So if you're that person, you have to work that much more harder on your frequency and on your vibrational state. Three things that I think work to develop these things in us is one is reading, um, read self-improvement books, read books on personal development. It does two things. It slows things down and it helps you to observe your own thoughts and feelings from a third person perspective. The second thing is to build a practice of writing down your feelings writing down what you want, writing down what you think is getting in the way of what you want. This is an even more deliberate process than reading in terms of observing your thoughts and your feelings from a third-person perspective. And the third thing is meditating. Actually work towards seeing what you want in your mind's eye and creating that picture in your mind of what you want. Are you the hero in the story that is your life, or are you the villain, or are you the court jester? Remember, our narratives are, com are completely up to us, and our narratives run our lives. So the story we tell ourselves about who we are determines what we think, feel, and do. 
So when you take the time out to meditate on that and think about it, that's incredibly powerful because you can be whoever you want to be in your story. You don't have to be the person you were conditioned to be. Remember, who you were told you are going to be in your story initially was not your doing. It was what you were taught, what you were told to be, told how to be. Now, if that's not empowering you in your life, if you're not moving in the direction that you want to be moving in, if you're not doing what you want, if you're not being who you want to be, if you're not having what you want, you need to change your narrative. You need to change that story. You need to create a new character that can start in your mind's eye. And then once that happens, you will physically start manifesting behavior to support and be congruent with what that image is, what that new narrative is. And along with that comes new thinking, elevated thinking. You'll attach to a higher frequency, and hopefully you'll work on creating those vibrations to match that frequency. Over time, all of this is doable. I've done it myself. I'm only three and a half, four years into this actual process. I spent most of my adult life ignorant to this whole thing. So in a lot of ways, I have only feel like I'm getting started with this process, and it's incredibly empowering. Uh, it will ignite in you a new engagement in, in life and your pursuits of your purpose and your passion, and you will feel more fulfilled in what you're, in what you're doing. Keep an eye out. Uh, in 2020, Paradigm Left is going to be doing some new things. we got some seminars coming out. There's going to be two seminars, one on the habits of success, one on changing the narrative. We're going to continue with our physical visualization communication workshops and some other things. Uh, right now, they just escaped me. But thanks for tuning in to the Paradigm Left podcast. I'm your host, Elliot E. Take care.